I'm Dick Summer, and it's time to say goodnight. This is a quiet place to rest your head. A safe place to hide a hurting heart. A gentle place to fall. We just call this place goodnight. I'm sitting here in my big, comfortable, black leather papa chair in my living room, and I'm really trying to figure out how to do a better job of explaining last week's Do You Do You podcast, because I don't think I made it clear enough. And it's really important to me that I do make it clear enough so that you really understand what I'm talking about, because I am a big fan of spousal spice. I guess you could call me a spousal spice guy. Spousal as in My Lady Wonder Witch and Spice as in Hot. You know, some things are so clear that they really don't need an explanation. There were orange traffic cones on Route 52 today with a totally unnecessary sign that said, Construction, next two miles. And right offhand, the only other explanation for orange traffic cones on the road that I could come up with would be psychedelic witches embedded in macadam for the next two miles. So some things are just obvious, you know, and some things are not. And there are some signs that should be just as clear as the one I was just telling you about all around us, but it looks like we're not seeing them. And that's what makes me think that you might want to remember to do you. I call them signs of the swift shrinkage of spousal spice because I like playing with words like that. I was at the diner with my lady wonder wench tonight and there was a fat young guy in the next booth. He was a typical pimple person. He had his baseball cap on sideways and he was playing some kind of game with the handheld whatever he had there. And he was he was totally ignoring the skinny girl in some kind of long raincoat at the same table who was laughing with somebody else on her cell phone. Now, they came in together. I saw that. They sat at the same table. But they sure weren't together. What happened? There must have been some kind of heat going on. I mean, you know, some kind of spice at one time or another in their relationship or they wouldn't have been there at the same table. Over by the salad bar, there was a middle-aged bald guy in a ratty sweatshirt and jeans who never took his eyes off the game on the flat-screen TV on the wall. And there was a woman about the same age at the table reading a magazine. And I kept wondering if she was at one time his foxy secretary, you know, some night a long time ago. They were sitting at the same table, but they certainly weren't together tonight. I kept wondering what happened, you know, or what didn't happen, that turned them from hot lovers into just two kind of half-worn-out people at the same table. Over by the cash register, there was a rather pretty but very tired-looking young long-haired brunette woman in jeans and a jacket that said Chester County EMT on the back, and she was feeding a baby. And the guy at her table had his eyes all over the blonde waitress at the counter. And the woman at his table saw what he was doing, but she didn't seem to really care. I guess she was used to it. When did she get used to it? What happened? And why? And why didn't she do something about it right away? Why don't they do something about it now? I mean, 
Why don't they do something? I don't know what, but deep down inside, they do know. So why don't they do it? I was telling you last time that uh, statistics claim that 35% of the people looking for hot dates on the Internet are already married. And Big Louie, his own bad self, the chief mustard cutter of the Louie Louie generation, says, quote, if they had more hot dates with their spouses, they probably wouldn't be fooling around on the Internet, end quote. And he is right. And that's why I think we're seeing the swift shrinkage of spousal spice. And I hate that. Do You was an important part of why my lady wonder wench is with me right now. And I have a hunch that the coming apart instead of coming together for so many couples right now is due largely to the fact that they do what other people expect them to do. They go to some guru. Hey, listen, if and when you ever feel your spousal spice shrinking, I very much hope that you'll be a smart Louie Louie generation lad or lady and, and do you instead. Dick's Details, a bunch of totally unimportant stuff for you to stuff in one ear so you can squeeze the important stuff that's keeping you awake at night out the other ear and you can nod off comfortably to sleep. The smart guys in the white lab coats say, quote, red light is released by excited neon atoms. That's an interesting idea, an excited neon atom. And what, you will ask, excites a neon atom? Perhaps an exciting neon Eve would excite a neon Adam. I can't help that. Sometimes it just happens in my head. Other equally smart guys in white lab coats say fossilized termite farts have been preserved in amber. I guess they must have come up with that explanation when one of those guys was like hanging around the lab at night fondling a, a fossil a little too fondly and all of a sudden... You know, and it smelled awful. So that was the only explanation they could come up with. The statistics slingers say that cats were domesticated 8,000 years ago. And any cat listening to this right now is licking his paws and saying, <laughs> Meow. Because as Big Louie always says, as far as your cat is concerned, you are put on earth mostly to open cans for him. Dicks to Tales, they take your mind off your mind. A little housekeeping here. If you like these podcasts or the spoken word story CDs at DickSummer.com or my book, Staying Happy, Healthy, and Hot at Amazon.com. Shameless plug. If you like any of those, would you please tell a couple of friends because they might like them too. And of course, you would be doing me a favor. So thank you very much. The swift shrinkage of spousal spice. I just got a note from a proud podcast participant by the name of Roberta. The note says in part, Do you do you is a good question. I married a man who I always love, sometimes hate, but was never in love with. We have two beautiful children, a beautiful home. We are financially comfortable. I have a career I love. I'm involved in the community. My husband loves me and has never lifted a hand to me. The very worst thing that takes place in our relationship is that he will not share his life with me in any way. 
He feels his problems are his alone. My husband is not interested in touching me emotionally or physically, and I've gotten used to this, and I'm comfortable with this. I used to think that there was something more for me out there somewhere, but as the years and my youth have passed by, I no longer believe there is a true love waiting for me. I am rarely unhappy. Am I being a realist or a fool? That's her quote. And I don't have an answer for that, Roberta. But you know what? You do. All the way down inside. And that's what I mean when I say you got to do you. I take that back. You don't have to do anything. Most people don't. Which I think is one of the main reasons that we are experiencing the swift shrinkage of spousal spice. There's a story about that in the original Night Connections personal audio CD. It's called The Risky Wife. Tonight is one of those once upon a time times when the line between the story and the novel that you're reading and the life that you're living gets very thin. You love romantic stories about unicorns and dragons and shining knights and wonderful wise women. When you first met the man sitting in his favorite chair across from you, he swooped down on you. He swept you off your feet. He swung you up in the saddle in front of him and carried you off into the moonlight. Well, not really, of course, but it felt like that. It was exciting. He was married. He had kids. He had a fascinating job and a promising career. And he had a way of looking at you and talking with you that made you feel like a queen with a genuine diamond crown and a long, regal, velvet gown that was slid up one side to your waist. And your royal highness never wore underwear while he was around. He paid attention to you fiercely. You were a good, moral young woman. Well, one night, sitting next to him in his car, you couldn't help yourself. You gave in to temptation. Very quietly, you said those three magic words that you know about. Anything you want. You had no idea he wanted you so much. It took a long time, but eventually the magic worked. You became his wife. Most stories like yours have unhappy endings, especially for the heroine. But over the years, you've learned to read more than words. You've learned to read the way people smile and the things they do and the feelings they keep hidden in their hearts. And looking at the man in his favorite chair, you know that his I love you means exactly that. But there have been a lot of ordinary, everyday, comfortable years since he came swooping down. And just thinking about how he used to sweep you off your feet is making your toes tingle. There's a fire-breathing dragon in the book in your lap. Its breath is making you very warm. And you're remembering how the red velvet dress slid up the side felt on your soft, naked skin when you were his imaginary queen. Do you dare to try the magic words again? Could you bear it if they didn't work after all of these years? If the beginning of your story was truly lost in Once Upon a Time, could you bear to live such a different kind of ending for the rest of your life? Can you dare to cross that fantasy line one more time and say anything you want to this man again tonight?
I like to think that she took the chance and and that he did too and he went swooping and carrying her off again that night. That's really hard when you've been together for so long. But it's also really good. Those are dangerous words, anything you want. My Lady Wonder Wench said exactly that to me one night. It's a very long time ago. Very long time ago. And our lives were very confusing the night that she said that to me, anything you want. But when she said it, all of a sudden it was very clear that I wanted her. And I thank God I took my own advice. Do you. Because most of society and, and all of the experts said it would never work. But it did, does, so far. Anyway, there's no question that it's hard to keep the music playing after such a long time. Sometimes a joke helps to break the routine that develops over the years. You listen to music at night while you read your book and she does her needlepoint. You know, it's safe, it's a routine, it's comfortable. But, but after a while, that, that leads to the ever-swifter shrinkage of spousal spice. But look, if you do you and your hunch is that it's okay with you, that's all right too. Because you should never let anybody else, anybody, eat your hunch. Anyway, the story is called The Risky Wife, and it's from the original Night Connections personal audio CD. If you like it, you can just keep this podcast. Or if you want a fresh copy, just go back to www.dicksummer.com, download it from the Night Connections icon on the home page. Shakespeare, Willie Shakespeare, said it poetically and powerfully. He said, To thine own self be true, and it follows as the night the day that thou wilt not be false to any man. But, you know, you don't really need a guy who dresses up in puffy pants and funny hats to tell you basically the same thing. Big Louie is not so poetic and not so powerful, but, you know, the message is about the same. When the knuckles are bare and the fangs are out and and the light in the tunnel is, is tooting a horn and getting bigger fast, don't Google a guru. Just do you. And when you do, don't ever let anybody else eat your hunch. Time to tuck you in now. I'm Dick Summer, and I hope you'll come back soon for a gentle place to fall. Quiet place to rest your head. Safe place to hide a hurting heart. Nice and easy now. Couple of deep breaths. Come on. There you go. Just one more. That's better. All the way to sleep. All the way to sleep. Good night.